Good morning, White Oak. As Nathan said, we begin a new series today called Monsters. This week, our monster that we're going to look at is a vampire. These are life suckers, people who drain you. Relationships are important. We were created to be in relationship. But today, we will also look at healthy boundaries because boundaries are also important. Monsters can be scary, but all of us have a different idea about what's scary. Several years ago, our family sat down to watch a new animated movie that had just come out, Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie or not. It's sort of like Toy Story, but instead of toys coming to life, it's video games inside an arcade. Carter's like six at the time of us watching it, and he leaves partway through the movie. When we check on him, he tells us that he doesn't like the movie because it was scary. Now, I never thought of Ralph as scary, but Carter did. Jack was four at the time, and he was laughing. He thought it was funny, and he thought it was even funnier that Carter was scared. For a while, our kids would tease Carter and yell into the other room, Hey, we're watching Wreck-It Ralph, Carter. You want to join us? Yeah, we're bad parents, but there's lots of scary things out there, and what may seem scary to me doesn't always seem scary to you. Vampire myths have been around for centuries. Uh, the character of Dracula is the second most filmed character of all time on TV and movies, second only to Sherlock Holmes. Bram Stoker, widely held as the creator of Dracula, the character, he took the legend of a real-life person, Vlad the Impaler, and in 1897 wrote a book entitled Dracula that laid the foundation for most of what we know about the Dracula character. Now, Vlad the Impaler was a real person, and his father was named Dracul. That name in Romanian means dragon. Dracula simply means son of the dragon. So in Romanian, Vlad was known as Dracula. So Bram took the legend about the ruler, Vlad, and merged it with some folklore and some myths about vampires and created what we know today as Dracula. Now, Dracula is not real. But today, as we look at vampires, these people who drain you, those monsters exist. They could be your boss, demanding too much from you, not respecting your days off, having unrealistic expectations about your production. Maybe it's the one-upper. You know, those people in your life who just have to top anything you do. You tell a story and they have a better one. You have a celebration and they have one that's just a little bit better. Those people can be exhausting. Kids, I know we all love our kids, but sometimes they become too needy, dependent on us for too much. I'm not talking about infants and toddlers, but your preteens, your teens, your adult children living in your basement, they can drain you if you let them. Friends, are you in a one-sided relationship? Someone who always talks about themselves and never asks you how you are doing. Their emergency is always your emergency. Vampire. 
Today, our big idea is that healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships do not. Man, that sounds so simple. You can probably remember that, but let me say it again. Healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships do not. We all need boundaries in our life. Healthy boundaries can be the difference between a healthy relationship and a toxic one. Jesus had boundaries. Jesus knew that if he wanted to be able to help people, he would also need time away from people. During Jesus' ministry, he healed a man and told him not to tell anyone. Jesus didn't want mobs of people following him around. It didn't work. Look at Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus withdrew. Jesus needed space. Jesus loved people, but also knew that he needed time alone with God. Have you ever heard of the time in the Bible where Jesus healed 5,000 people? It's fairly well-known account from the Gospels, the books that record Jesus' time here on earth. Well, right before Jesus heals 5,000 in the book of Matthew, he learns that his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, records this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Jesus had to get away. Jesus needed a moment alone. If Jesus was going to be any good to anyone, he first needed a private moment. He didn't get much of it. Scripture tells us that the crowds followed him to the mountains, wanting to hear his teaching. So Jesus, just after his cousin had died, after retreating to a solitary place, taught the crowds of people. And when it came time for dinner, Jesus performed a miracle and made a small amount of bread and fish into a meal for 5,000 people. In Scripture, we see six reasons Jesus withdrew from the crowds. Number one, prepare for a major task. Jesus withdrew for 40 days and nights before he launched into his ministry. He also encountered the devil for three temptations at the end of this time. Number two, to recharge. After sending the disciples out to minister to the people, on the return, he instructed them to go off and be alone. Number three, to grieve. As mentioned before, John's death caused Jesus to go into isolation. Number four, important decisions. Jesus went off alone before he chose his 12 disciples. Number five, distress. Before Jesus was arrested, he went to the garden to pray. And number six, focus on prayer. Jesus often withdrew from crowds to connect with his heavenly Father. Jesus set boundaries. Healthy boundaries can be the difference between 
a healthy relationship and a toxic one. A boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. It indicates the limit or extent. Setting boundaries is an important part of establishing one's identity. Generous people set boundaries. If you don't, you give yourself away. Boundaries also allow others to grow. Healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships do not. One thing I see about Jesus is that he knew when he needed to get away from people. He had a sense of when people were demanding too much from him. Here are a few things that I want you to know about vampires. Number one, don't invite vampires in when you're feeling depleted. We all have people in our lives that need us. We all know that there are certain people who depend on us more than others. We're not here today to tell you not to help people. We're not here telling you to cut off everyone. We are suggesting that you pay attention to your own physical and emotional health. Here's a fact. You can't help anyone if you're on empty. If you're familiar with the legend of the vampire, if you've seen movies, then you know that they can't simply enter your home. They have to be invited in. Boundaries are about controlling who you let into your life. When you feel like it's healthy to take a break, when you draw the line. Healthy relationships are symbiotic. That means that both parties benefit from the relationship. Unhealthy relationships are parasitic. That means one party feeds off the other party and has no concern for the victim's health. Look, I don't think your friends, your co-workers, your family members intend to be vampires. We don't set out to use people or depend on people. After taking this job as campus pastor last year, I was pretty excited. I would find myself thinking about stuff and having ideas about stuff at all times of the day and even on weekends. Sometimes I would text stuff out to some of my staff. To me, it wasn't necessarily about work. I didn't think I was texting out orders on Friday nights, but someone I trust came to me and told me what I couldn't see. My messages during normal off hours were coming across as directives. Problems that needed to be fixed, things that needed to be solved right then. I was creating unhealthy expectations for my team without even knowing it. Now, if there's an emergency, sure, I can reach out to any number of people any time of the day. But if everything's an emergency, I'll wear people out. That leads to our second thing I want you to know about vampires. Every one of us has been a vampire at one time or another. We don't like hearing that. It's way easier to spot the monster in other people. 
Look, sometimes we're blind to it. Ever go into someone's home or car and notice something right away? When you point it out to the person who lives there or who owns it, they act like they've never noticed it. We do it all the time. There's a saying, you don't know what you don't know. I couldn't see it, but I was draining someone. I wasn't doing it intentionally. I didn't have ulterior motives to sabotage someone, but I was doing it all the same. I've done it before, and unfortunately, I'll probably do it again. In the legend of the vampire, they can't see their self in the mirror. Sometimes we can't see the harm we're doing to a relationship. We can't see the damage we're doing. That's why boundaries are so important. Boundaries help protect you and me. Sometimes I'm not aware enough to establish boundaries for myself. Fortunately, in this situation, I had a friend and a coworker who was willing to be strong enough, brave enough to own their boundaries. In the best-selling book, Boundaries, by Cloud and Townsend, they say this, When one person is in control of another, love cannot grow deeply and fully, as there is no freedom. We don't want to control anyone, and we definitely don't want to give someone else the ability to control us. One reason we typically find ourselves the victim of a vampire allowing someone to drain us, suck the life out of us, is we simply can't say no. We have a fear of letting people down. I'm a people pleaser by nature. I like it when everyone is happy, and if I think that I've done something to upset you or to cause conflict, I have to try and fix it right away. It will drive me crazy. We're talking sleepless nights here. This desire deep inside me to make everyone happy puts me at risk of being taken advantage of. I need healthy boundaries to protect me. Remember, healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships do not. In the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, there was a man named Samson. Before there were kings like David in Israel, during the Bible times, God appointed judges to watch over Israel. Samson was chosen by God before he was born. Israel was in this yo-yo pattern of disobeying God. So God would punish them, and then they would cry out to God, and so God sent them a judge. Samson was a Nazarite. He was pledged to serve God from the womb. An angel gave special instructions to his mother. On her diet and his diet, he also was never to have a razor touch his head. My grandfather used to read to me about Samson when I was a kid. Back then, I always saw Samson as this great hero. Now, reading as an adult, you walk away with a much different perspective on who Samson was. I love what Craig Groeschel says about Samson in his book, Fight. He says that Samson was an incredibly strong man 
with an incredibly weak will. So Samson is famous for being strong. He's also famous for his relationship with a girl named Delilah. Here's what you need to know. Delilah is bad news. Samson had a group of people as an enemy. The Philistine army occupied Israel. God's plan was to free Israel through the strength of Samson. The Philistines enlisted Delilah's help. They asked her to find the secret of Samson's great strength. Three times she asked Samson for the secret of his strength. Each time masked in love and curiosity. Samson knew she was bad news. The first three times he told her lies. Each time he told her she would do the exact thing that he told her. Bind me in new rope. Tie me up in fresh bowstrings. Weave my hair into a loom. She would have him fall asleep and she would do this to him. Then she would send in the Philistines to capture him. He'd beat them all up and she'd cry and say, Why don't you love me? Speaking of your toxic relationships. Did you catch that last one? It involved his hair. Samson was inching closer and closer. He's playing with fire. Delilah is a vampire. Samson knows it, but at this point, he's so confident in his own strength that he doesn't even fear losing it. So for seven days, Delilah cried, and finally Samson caves. He tells her that it's his hair, that a razor has never touched his head. So Delilah shaves him. He's attacked and captured. Uh, look at this excerpt from Judges chapter 16, verse 20. One of the saddest verses in the Bible. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Samson allowed himself to be in a toxic relationship. Samson had no boundaries. He was arrogant and thought he was invincible, but he did not know that the Lord had left him. Samson allowed himself to be in a toxic relationship. Samson had no boundaries. He was arrogant and thought he was invincible, but he did not know that the Lord had left him. God eventually redeems Samson. Samson's blind and in captivity. He finds his way back to God, and God gives him the strength to destroy his enemies. Uh, but Samson's life is full of tragedy. Samson's vampire was disguised in beauty. He couldn't see it while from the outside, it was so crystal clear. Sometimes it's our pride that leads to us getting hurt the worst. We have people in our life we trust speaking life into us, warning us about toxic relationships, begging us to create boundaries. But pride, but that feeling that it can't happen to me. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 tells us, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion 
of fools suffers harm. So we see that we need to be careful not to invite vampires into our life. We also recognize that we, just as easy, can be a vampire to someone else. We've talked a lot about creating boundaries in our relationships. If you want more information about how to create healthy boundaries, I highly recommend you check out Cloud and Townsend's book, Boundaries. Its subtitle is, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. Maybe that sounds like some advice that would be helpful to you. Today, our big idea is that healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships do not. We want healthy relationships. Look, Jesus himself needed time away. Jesus sought alone time to regroup. Here is where we need to land. This is important, so listen close. When people view you as the answer, when you are the problem solver, when you are the cure, that's a pressure that you don't need. We were never meant to be anyone's savior. There is only one who can provide what we all really need. So many times we look for in people what only God can provide. We look for our validation, our worth, our identity, our belonging. We try and find these things in people when all along the only place to find what we all truly are searching for is in our Heavenly Father. There is only one way to God, and that's through His Son, Jesus. An action step for today is to examine your relationships and see where you need to establish healthy boundaries. If you are truly in a toxic relationship, you may need help navigating what exactly is next for you. We would be happy to assist you with finding an appropriate counselor. Please reach out to one of our pastors if we can help you out. We all have broken relationships because we are all asking relationships to provide what only Jesus can provide. I don't care if you're talking about your kids, your spouse, your best friend, someone from church. When you put on them what you can only truly find in God, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We will drain people trying to get that from them. We will suck the life out of people trying to find our true worth in them. It is only found in Jesus. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and for this message, God. And I pray that we would all, that we would all have healthy boundaries when it comes to our relationships. And God, I pray that we wouldn't put on people what we can only truly find in you. God, help us to find our identity and our worth in you. God, help us to connect to your son, Jesus. 
We are so thankful for the sacrifice that he has made for each and every one of us. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.